This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves, apes that ain't fools Run through the night, playing with your life Going against the pack that's risking your life Alright folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with my man, Will. Also joined by special guest, Wolfpack guru, James Henderson. James, how you doing? Guys, the music's great. I need, I need some of that. <laughs> I want to get you. I want to get you on record, James. Before we get going, okay. how is this season going to turn out? What's your record prediction straight out of the gate? I have stayed going eight and four, nine and three, eight and four. So eight and four is the four. magic. Eight and four is the magic question here, right? We've asked okay. that. We put out a poll on Twitter earlier in the week. Eight and four. Would people be happy with eight and four? Would you be happy with eight and four? I'm always happy with eight and four. I don't. I don't consider eight and four to be. I mean, how how many teams win eight games every year? I don't consider eight and four to be a bad regular season with the opportunity to win nine if you win your bowl game. Right. Obviously, no one cares about that game anymore. So you know, you got guys <laughs> sitting out and everything. So I still believe if they would have had wouldn't have had nine guys sitting out last year, they would have won that bowl game. But you still get credit for the loss. But but my point's more. I think I think if you can win. Eight out of twelve games in the ACC is pretty pretty damn good, right? Like, um, but you know, I'm sure I'm on the minority on that. I think people think in, want to want to believe NC State's a football power. I'm just not there yet to where I think they've banked enough of those types of seasons to where I should be expecting um, something larger. And so I think that's the issue for me. Is like I don't like I hope for a ten win season this year. I think this is Dave's best team. But going to do I expect it? No, not at all. So what's your reservation for elevating your expectations? Sorry, you just said it. this is Dave's best team. Mm-hmm. I think most people agree on that. Well, what, well, I just don't think – I don't think – I don't think um, expecting his best team, believing this is his best team means it will be his be- the best record, if that makes sense. I just don't think those two things go together. I think um, if this team would have played the 20 20- – 18 schedule they'd win 10 games i would bet i'd bet anything on it. right um but i just can't have that same type of confidence this year given i, I feel across the board every team that they play is going to be better um than they were last year and i think this is a unique year with the free year a lot of schools are going to benefit from that in terms of getting back seniors getting back players who, who would have been gone so you know that's not an when you say NC State's more experienced or deeper and all those things, you, you're going to say that about every team on the schedule. 
So I think it kind of still brings you back to a, a, a level playing field. So I, I don't have a, any reservations for, you know, thinking states should be better down the road. But I, but I just think this is a for me a daunting schedule. I would be surprised if they win ten games. Um, but I'm not going to be pissed off if if they don't. My, when you put out your podcast the other day, you guys, mm-hmm. you and Ethan were talking about it on uh, your specialist preview, and, and your quote verbatim was eight and four. State fans should be thrilled, and that that's the that's the comment mm-hmm. that I take. I don't know. I'm, I have an issue with because well, if if this is Dave's best team, and I, and mm-hmm. I get your concerns with the schedule. If this is best team and the best you the outcome you get is eight and four, to me that's you know you gotta you gotta at some point you gotta be able to expect better or you be able to think, hey Dave's doing all the right things he's got a lot of players he's got the depth, mm-hmm. and then well, well, let me ask you this let me ask you this what were your what were both of your expectations last year? We going into the going into yeah. the season as shitty as NC State was supposed to be. So let's not let NC State off the hook, right? Because everybody assumed they were going to be bad. So what were your expectations last year? I think I had a seven or eight wins. And it was, you know, once the Bailey Hockman thing got announced for that first game, I thought we were tanking at that point, to be honest. But you had them winning seven. Yeah, let me, I'm, let me go back in the forums because I think I can search for that. Right. Um, well, I was, somewhere, I, yeah, I was oh, somewhere around there, too. I was, seven, I was somewhere around seven or eight wins. I knew they were going to be better than mm-hmm. the previous year. Obviously, like that wasn't an aberration. I didn't expect them to be world beaters, right? They're still. Well, I, they think, had, I think winning seven game, ACC games for that team was was really good, and and I think it exceeded most expectations. I don't know what the over unders were right. going into the year. I mean, because four and a half. Because I think that's like the that. thing for me is I tend to try and. Not yeah, you said four and a half, right? Like yeah. I, I, tend, I tend to try and not look at it just because I'm alum. I don't try to look at state differently, so I try to kind of look at it almost what others would view it, how they would view NC State. And so the reason I ask that is, I think last year shows you that just because this is your best team or your worst team under Dave or whatever, your record can be doesn't necessarily indicate that. Like I don't think any of us would have thought going in. You know, I don't think any of us would have thought NC State would have won seven ACC games last year. Right. Um, I didn't. Right. And so they exceeded those expectations, even if I didn't think that team was as good as this year's team. Right. And so that's kind of why I bring it up. It's like, I just think for me, when I say I think this is Dave's best team, that doesn't automatically mean to me, I believe it's going to be, it's going to yield the best record. And I, I think if they would have, if this team would play last year's schedule, Hell, I'd probably pick them to win, go ten and one. Right, yeah, but then everyone would tell us how the schedule was just a bunch of weak teams. Yeah, yeah, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we we get we get the how the schedule shitty at the end of the year once you win all those games, right? Yeah, See, I love how that works. Yeah, because isn't I? I thought there was a. I thought someone had released. Maybe it was a Bill Connolly strength of schedule projection. But like, weren't we like forty fortieth in the country in schedule this year, Evan, or something like that? Forty fifth, forty fifth, right? Second, yeah. So it's like it's funny how I think we, especially as ACC mm-hmm. fans, you know, we we have certain boogeymen that we're all aware of for, for certain teams, and for us, you know, Wake and BC on the road is always a boogeyman type team. But 
Like one of the one of the things I wanted to kind of ask before we got too far in was I had posted this on your board. I had posted it in our Slack channel as well. So let's play this game. I'm gonna list off some guys from the roster, and you tell me if you think either you know any of them will be playing professional football next year. It can be drafted in the NFL. It could be undrafted free agent or practice squad or CFL. And this is just to kind of get a gauge of like what we think from a talent perspective. Um, Ike Aquano. Yes, he'll be in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grant Gibson. No. Okay. Uh, Zavala. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know, but we'll see. I think he, yeah, okay. Uh, if he declared, Bam Knight. Yes. Okay, this this one next one's tricky for me. If declared, Ricky Person. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Like, I... I you know, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that, but I, I don't. Yeah, he really he's the one I'm, I have the most question about. Uh, Ameka right? Amezi. I mean, those are tough, right? Because it's like I would tend to say yes, but I think we both would have thought Kelvin Harmon would have had a better career, right? I, I'm better. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, the way I'm saying? approaching it is just like making a roster in some perspective. Uh, I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll say and yes. remember, I'm giving you CFL as an option because I know we got a couple guys oh, okay. that are okay, playing right, there right, too, yeah. right? That, yeah, so, sure. so that's to kind of okay. give a range, right? Um, Daniel Joseph. Yeah, I mean he'll be in the CFL. Yeah, he was at least yeah. like a number one pick or something like right. that. Um, uh, Corey Durden. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton Wilson. Yep. Isaiah Moore. Yep. Okay. Uh, Derek Pitts. <laughs> I don't know on him. I, I need to see more on him. This last one's for you, Tanner Engel. My my guy, <laughs> my guy. I'm yes. Okay, I is going to look. So the way I looked at it is, I think all of these guys have an opportunity to play professionally next year in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, Gibson is one I'm kind of not sure about. I see a lot of, I see people mention him a lot, and I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe he gets, maybe his height can stop him from from getting on a squad somewhere, but. From my perspective, that's a lot of talent on the team this year. And it's a lot of talent that's going to be gone for the most likely. All those guys probably won't be here next year. So from my perspective, it's really important for Dave to capitalize this year. And it's it has nothing to do with why I would project 10 wins. But to me, I guess I'm nervous that if this is his best team and he can only get eight wins and you lose all these guys, well, should we expect seven or eight wins next year too, right? Like, what are we building to if that's the case? Well, well, and I think we probably could have had the same discussion in 2017. Yeah. And we would maybe have said we'd never got back here in 2021, right? But you did, you know? And so I think for me, the hard part in just flatlining wins as a, as a, as a number on how, where the program's at is like, we just went through and talked about NC State having, I don't know what, what the final number was. What would you say, eight eight guys that it, we thought would be in the pros? You could say, you have a, I, I, I'd say confidently eight of those guys are going to be in the pros. Maybe 12 if, if CFL is included. And so, and so when you look at Clemson, yeah, right? I mean, they're probably triple that, I would think. Well, this is just for like this year's kind of class of guys, right? So okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But so, I could say, yeah, you could say probably but, the same. That's why I think this is a special situation for NC State, and maybe this is showing that Dave's recruiting is really picked up if he can keep reloading. But this, I bet Clemson has a list similar to this every year, right? Of guys that 
seven, eight right. guys should be no brainers. Right, right. Yeah, and and so I think, like I said, I think personally, I do think this is the year that sets up for state to, I think, have a shot to really beat Clemson at home this year. I mean, I think that's a very, very winnable game for NC State, given early in the season, you know, all those things we saw in twenty, I think it was twenty seventeen. State nearly won that game. Yeah. And the whole like, when will we ever be a contender? And I'm doing kind of the air quotes thing. When will mm-hmm. we ever be a contender? That was 2017. So, like, people can say we never were a contender. But in 2017, you beat Clemson that year. You're two games up on them. Like, people forget that. You, you're two games up with, I think, three to go. So, you're likely winning the, the Atlantic Division that year. So, you lost it by a touchdown. I think that meant you could, were contending. Yes. Right? Like, you've been a contender. So, um, I, I think this year, though, I do think NC State's a contender. I, I think the problem I have is, just a sheer volume of 50-50 toss-up games. So what I'm saying, if I'm expecting NC State to go 10-2, and two, they can't lose any games that I don't think they, they – that I think they should win. And, like, you know, which we're countering that by also saying they need to beat teams who they should lose to. I always find that kind of odd because, they, like – They got to beat yeah. one they should lose, and they got to – not drop one like that they've historically done, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to is you don't lose a a, a, a BC Wake game, which always frustrates the fans. So you have to go. So you got you got to win. You got to win games. those. You got to win every single one of those games. You got to win at Mississippi State. You got to you got to win at Florida State. Who knows what they've got? And you've got to find a way to beat one of North Carolina, Clemson, and Miami, who are three top fifteen teams right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. And I know we, we're NC State fans. We disagree on if those teams are, are good or not, right? Like, but I think the the outside perception is probably different than our perception on, say, a North Carolina or a Miami. But like that to me is a very tough task, you know, to just say, "Hey, NC State, you're automatically going to beat Wake." Because I have, I have, you guys have probably have buddies who go to Wake or Wake. Yeah, they feel the yeah. Same my, way about my, step, State. my stepbrother, his dad is a big booster over there. And, yeah. and if you go and ask him, he'll say we should beat NC State. So, so it's kind of like who's right? Yeah, like I, I don't know who's right. Right? Like playing at Wake, they think they should win. Playing at BC, BC fans think they should beat us, but we automatically think we should win that game. We and so that's where it's tough for me. Is it's like, well, who's right here? Yeah, you know, um, it's not easy going on the road and winning a toss up. Because, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? How many toss-up games do you think is on the schedule for NC State this year? I think, let's see. I, so, based on what I'm seeing with, like, FSU, I don't think that's a toss-up right now, frankly, because okay. it sounds like Travis. Is, it, is his name? What is his name? Travis. Uh, Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. He, whoa, he's the quarterback? It sounds yeah, like he's it. a starter. Oh, God. Yeah, so apparently McKenzie Milton has <laughs> okay, been on, I'm, like, I'm a pitch count. He got injured or he had i don't know if he got caught up in co- i don't know but they've got jordan yeah. travis supposedly so that's why i'm saying early on i I wish we played fsu early i will switch my my fsu fandom to join you guys and get on that boat of they're going to be shit yes yeah. so i'm with you guys now um, so that one that see that makes it a little easier when we do that um yeah, that's very easy I'm, i might say definitely nine now you know, I don't know. Do you count Mississippi State as a toss-up? I don't know how to really think of that. Well, team. I know we mentioned a minute ago the Bill Connolly thing. One of those guys had them like seven. Yeah, that got that? corrected. That yeah, was that got moved. Then. They got moved to yeah. like in the twenties as soon as people started making fun of it. So I'm a little worried about 
I think that was FPI, ESPN, right? It's FPI, oh, there's, yeah, but, FPI. But so FPI has them as a top, I guess, a top 30 team now. Right. Not seven. Right. So I, I would think that means first road game of the year, night yeah. game, you know, that's, that's a toss-up game, I would think. Okay. Um, so I think... I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? I think that's... That's the barometer game I think that we've talked about a lot is if State loses that game, it's kind of like, okay, it's hard to imagine you could really go rip off 10 wins then because mm-hmm. um, that team represents a lot. Some some size, talent, you know, issues maybe for State, spread scheme with a, you know, kind of a genius coach, right? All right, let's, let's see how that goes. Um, but you win that game and it opens the door for everything, right? Because, you know, I, I don't know. I think adding to I, that. I think it's the biggest game on the schedule. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I put, I've said that earlier this year. That okay. That's the biggest game that Dave's ever had. And mm-hmm. I mean that because, it, like Bill said, it's the barometer game that they should be the better team than Mississippi State. I, I'm pretty sure across the board they should be better in most positions. Can they handle the moment, right? Dave's teams have not handled that moment well going on the road at West Virginia, whatever year that was. Uh, you know they've had a couple couple opportunities and they have it this time where they're they are pretty clearly the better team I think in most people's eyes going on the road to SEC country in the middle of nowhere you know probably a night game with all the cowbells can they handle that if they handle that then that makes me feel a lot better about this team being air quotes special as Dave would say if they don't did handle he, that did you say that. He said that yeah, open practice. Okay. He said, "Hey, this team's really special. You know, we, we believe in it. Blah blah blah. You know, partly coach speak, partly, you know." Yeah, but he doesn't usually say some... that, right? No, right. I agree. Right. Like that's, right. and I think that's what's for like to me. Like I had a, I had a good feeling. Look at the roster and no, in, you know, so far, luckily, no injuries through camp of significant of significant players. So to me, I was like, okay, everything is boding well. That if this is a good team, his good teams. That 2017 schedule, I think, is actually eerily similar to this one as far as, like, tough out-of-conference games. You had Notre Dame, South Carolina, who I think is better than Mississippi State this year. Um, Clemson was not the Clemson that we know, but, uh, you know, that, to me, it kind of washes out. That team went 8-4 and four and then got 9 in the bowl. Mm-hmm. To me, all I'm thinking is, like, I'd be look, I'd be fine if we went 9-3, and three, but I think... If everything's firing right, and if you get Devin Leary, if he, if he was legit in those three games last year, I just find it hard to imagine that this defense isn't better altogether than that defense in 2017 was. That defense in 17 had a great front four and a couple linebackers, but the secondary was suspect. So, like, I, I think he's got what it takes to get that at least one more of those challenging wins. And then I just think that if you're special and you get one, I just feel like Dave, I think if he gets one of those big wins, it's just going to, boom, it's going to happen. I don't know. I, I, that's my fanhood probably taking over my brain. But that, that's how I feel. When he said special, I was like, okay, now it's a different team. And well, so what, what's oh, your, what's your, what are the hard games on, your, on this schedule? Right? If your reservation that this schedule is difficult, and that is why his best team is gonna, mm-hmm. you know, could end up eight and four. Uh, reasonable. What games are there that that concern you? Well, obviously Clemson, um, North Carolina. Right. You know, I know a lot of people don't believe in North Carolina. I think North Carolina is going to be good this year. Um, 
I think their defense will be improved. I think they've recruited well. Um, obviously, you got how they they've recruited skill positions to where they've lost some guys that I think they'll have a drop off, but I still think they're going to be good. Um, Miami at Miami, I think Miami is returning a ton. Um, you know, obviously, if De'Ara King's healthy, I definitely think that's the case. That's three. Um, Wake State never plays well there, right? Like, I think that's going to be a tough game. Wake's going to be – and when I say that, I, I mean, like, I, I still think State should win. But, like, I always approach those – like, I've always been the type where, to me, road games, just you get an extra you, – you get dropped a notch for it regardless of who you're playing. It's just not going to be easy. You know, I mean, we've seen State go in – you know, I was talking to a South Florida writer the other day. We were talking about back in – was it 2018 when State played Cade Fordham? And at, at North Carolina, and that team was terrible. Yeah, and State went over there with Ryan Finley, Harmon, all these guys, and won. You know, on a, in overtime, right? Like he, he, you were just playing on the road. That team played well above their head on a given day. It can happen. And so the fact that I also think Wake's going to be a six, seven, eight win team. I think Boston College can be that. Um, you know, Mississippi State, like. I think all of those games, I don't necessarily outside of the first three call them tough, but I just think they're 50-50 type games. And so for me, the problem I have with saying this team should go 10-2 because it's Dave's best team is that's just asking you to win every single one of those games. And I think to do that, you've got to be a, a an elite team. I think only elite teams, for the most part, win every single game their fan base believes they should. Like, that's rare to do because as fans, like we, we just talked about earlier, how Wake fans view this game versus NC State fans. As fans, we overrate our team in comparison to other teams. So we're giving ourselves more of a we should win that type of game number than, than, than outsiders would. Like I think if outsiders would look at the NC State-Boston College game, they'd probably say it was like this. And so I think to win every single one of them and then you've got to beat Miami on the road and or North you know, North Carolina or whatever. I mean, I don't know, no, the more I think about it now that that FSU thing's out, I'm like, I could see nine and three, ten and two, really. Would this change your opinion at all? Um, it, I think it's like over half of the teams we play either play Clemson or North Carolina right before us. So like two teams that everyone's got all, a target almost on. Almost all of them that, are, that have those on their schedule play I, Clemson or Carolina. All yeah. AC games. So BC has Clemson before us. Um, Miami has UNC right before us. Uh, Wake has Carolina before us. Wake has Carolina before us. And, and Clemson after us. Yeah. And then there's one more, I think, in there. So do you think that would help us at all? I know in the past, any team that played Clemson, it, they typically had lost the next game. That's like been mm-hmm. a trend the last few years. And I wonder if people are going to be kind of selling out as hard as they can to beat UNC because I think Mac and UNC in general just pisses off 90% no of this league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if that that's another thing that we kind of factored into our estimates was there's going to be that letdown for those teams coming, you know, playing us right after or having Clemson to focus on right after. So I don't know if that would change anything in your head. Well, I, I think it's also going to depend on how NC State's playing uh, to me because, you know, we've talked about this schedule and how if you can get over that hump of Mississippi State early on second game of the season – you're likely going to face Clemson at three and zero, right? I think three and zero is that the first three before yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think they're beating Georgia? They they open with Georgia, uh, and I have always thought either they lose that game 
and they're going to go into kill mode at that point. Well, I, I've had their quarterback ACC player of the year. Okay, I, I think they're going to be good. I think I do think they'll beat Georgia, um, but you, you know, like I said, three and zero going into that Clemson game. If State found a way to win it, I, I think now you become kind of a hunt, the hunted, right? Okay. Like, and I thought that happened in twenty seventeen with State. You know, we can talk about how. They nearly beat Clemson. I think Boston College played above their heads when State went up there that that year and needed Naheem Hines to 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 break one off because I think that's part of what happened to State last year, guys. Like, you know, no one thought State was going to be worth a damn. So you went into the game at Pitt, just be you just got blown out to Virginia Tech. You go to at Pitt. I think State was a double digit underdog in that game. Now Dave never doesn't get credit for a big win or whatever we want to call it because Pitt didn't finish eight and three, but I think State was like a 12-point underdog in that game. And you go up there and win. You go to I think even the next week against Virginia, State was a touchdown underdog. So the perception of State really didn't change until down the stretch. And I think they they kind of slipped, some teams slept on them. I don't necessarily think that'll be the case this year if you go out and start the season on the trajectory it needs to be to go, like you guys say, 10-2. and two. And so it kind of, to me, it, it counters that a little bit, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I think even though they play those teams before, and those teams are still going to be up to play NC State if State's ranked in the top 25 or, or whatever. Because I, I just don't think they're going to creep up on anyone. I think I think they have earned a lo- uh, some respect for what they've got coming back this year. To where, I mean, where were they picked second in the Atlantic, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the perception of State's a lot different this year versus last year, and that's going to make it a little tougher on them as well. So let me ask you this. At what point do you think it's okay for state fans to raise their expectations? To 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 want to be that top tier, right? To be the clear number two behind Clemson. I think that's probably the next step. Like, at what point right. do you think that's, that's okay? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, we could probably, I guess, 2020 would have hurt NC State in this argument or 2019, but I guess you could kind of rank the last four years. They might have the second most ACC wins behind Clemson over right. this past four-year period. I don't, I don't right. know because of that one-win season, but definitely if you take that out with them winning six and then five and then seven, you can make an argument three out of those four years, they are right there. So I, I think the argument for the question for me would be to get to where I think that question's going, they've got to be just as good as Clemson. Because I think you could make a, an argument that over the last four years, they are the second or third best program in the ACC. Now, others may not view it that way just because of, of what all happened in 2019. Um, but I guess I, I, I can't ever tell anybody what to expect. You know, um, I just think we also got to remember we are talking about a program that hasn't won a title in 41 years. Yeah. So... I, I mm, that would probably be my first step before I would expect, you know, more. Uh, like I said, though, I, I think I'm in the minority on that because I, I just think that it's hard winning games, man. Like I saw a stat a couple years ago. Um, I think it was it might have been in 2018 after NC State had done it. I think like over the previous five years, it was like three teams had won eight or more games in five straight years. Right, like across college football, it might, or the number might have been nine games. Like only three teams had won nine or more games over a five-year period. 
Yet, if you tell a, the, a lot of these fan bases of top 25 teams, they expect nine wins every single year. Right. And they're pissed off and mad if they don't get it. So, it like, to me, it's just hard to say I expect NC State to consistently every single year win nine games or ten games when, well, hell, man, we haven't even won a title. In- well, I think that's different than adjusting your expectations to the team. Like, last mm-hmm. year – we didn't expect to be great. We thought we'd be better in 2019, and, and they were, right? They got some help with the schedule and, and how that broke, but they were a better team. And I think this year, it's even, it's an, uh, again, a better team that's had time to implement schemes and, and whatever they want to do in this offseason, which they didn't have last year. So I'm adjusting my expectations again. Like it's, it's not, I'm thinking they should be nine wins every year. I think mm-hmm. Dave has done a good enough job that he's raised the expectations that people think, hey, we're good enough to be eight wins every year. But at some point, when you have a, a special team or you have all the pieces that I think they have, I'm going to adjust my expectations up this year. It, it's kind of like thinking in ranges, right? I think, you know, a lot of, I think of the fans, we're in the, we're a six to eight win team kind of range. And the question is, what's it take to get to an eight to ten win range? You know, where you're, you know, you want that up. You feel like that upside of ten is more realistic than it had been previously. And like, I don't know. I kind of go back and think. You mentioned 2019 or yeah, the 2019 season. That's probably the best thing I think that could have happened for NC State because you unload members of the staff that don't feel like they were good enough, in my opinion, to elevate the program. You realize you've got issues and how you had been recruiting speed at the wide re- wide receiver position. You Dave uses it as an opportunity to get more funding to improve the staff or to improve things behind the scenes. Um, so it, you know, to me, he has done what he needed to last year. He's got the right staff in place. They definitely improved their recruiting in the I think it was the eighteen, nineteen, twenty classes compared to the previous years. So to me, I think it's time to have that expectation of eight's the floor. Now 10 is attainable in, you know, yeah, you're going to need some things to break your way. You know, maybe this year DJ or Sam Howell goes down instead mm -hmm. of Devin Leary. Right. And that completely changes the way the Atlantic looks for us. Yeah. I mean, you could make an argument that if Leary didn't get hurt, you might've won eight or nine games last year. Um, Right. Oh, I think we were. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, but, like, I'm not saying I don't think – like, I agree with you. I think the floor for this team is eight wins. I remember back when Dave was retained in 20 – was it 2016? 2016. I, I had an argument on the phone when I was at Pack Friday at the time on our forums. You know, I was telling people, like, State was – the momentum was getting there. And it, that was a disappointing year, even though you beat North Carolina in that year. And I remember talking to a couple of posters, and I know because I kind of jabbed them with it every once in a while now on our new forum, but <laughs> – I told him, I said, I didn't even know what the schedule was. I said, if this team doesn't win eight eight games in 2017, Doran should be fired. Because I knew what he had coming back in 2017. And so I, I feel eight wins should be the floor with this team. It's just it's just hard for me to – and I guess it comes down to the word expect, right? Like I'm taking it kind of literal. Like it's hard for me to expect to exceed nine or ten wins given the circumstances around with the schedule and all that and the fact that I just don't – I'm not certain that everything's going to break your way. And and 
I do think um, I just think every I think most of these other teams are, are going to be better than we tend to give them credit for. But man, I'm be honest with you. You know, after talking to you guys, like and hearing hearing the news about the Travis kid, like I think NC State, I think NC State can win nine games for sure this year. Should should win nine games. Right. Um, you know, because when I when I look at the three, especially if they win that Mississippi State game, because I, I think for them, I really think five and three is the floor in the conference this year. Yeah. You know, I, I can't I can't be uh, hypocritical, right? Because I know he, uh, uh, Evan had mentioned our podcast, and I, and I know one of them we did back when we were picking our pre our all ACC order of finish, and I know Ethan was really high on Louisville, and he kept talking about how easy their schedule was and the close amount of games they nearly lost last year. My point to him was like, look, man, at the end of the day, State's just better than them. Like right. I'm not going to pick Louisville ahead of them, even with all those things. Like they play a weaker coastal two teams, whatever. And I feel that way with the ACC schedule. I still feel like five and three should be the floor with this team, regardless of how strong I think the other teams are. And just to that point for a second, just Louisville's schedule for people who don't know, they play, they open with Ole Miss, they play UCF, then they go at Florida State, at Wake Forest, Virginia, Boston Mm -hmm. College, NC State, Clemson, Syracuse, Duke. Is that really that easy of a schedule? I, I didn't. I, I think he might be thinking, "What's the, what are the two coastal crossovers for them?" Uh, Duke and yeah. Virginia, which I think Virginia's actually going to be pretty good this year. Um, but you compare that to Miami and NC. Oh, like, sure, that's the sure. problem with NC State, right? Is like, and I think that's kind of how he was looking at it. Was you know that could be a two game swing, yeah, for Louisville in the ACC. And when you're only looking at eight games, I mean, two games is huge. So. But like I said, I still just think State's better, and so I'm not going to pick Louisville. And that's the way I feel. I mean, I just think in general, I really believe, I think State's the second best team in the Atlanta, in the ACC. I do. I think they're better than North Carolina. I think they're better than Miami. Um, but I just feel like they're likely going to lose to Clemson. I feel like they're likely going to lose a game they probably shouldn't, whether that's Louisville, Florida State, Wade, BC, whatever. Just a game... You generally just have a bad weekend. You lose it, whatever. Fumbles, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah you just have an off game, whatever. You may, and that's two losses right there. And then, it, then that's going to come down to can they win at Miami and can they beat North Carolina at home to get to the ten win, right? So that's where it, for me it's just tough to say. Well, if that doesn't happen, I'm pissed off. Let me because you, yeah. Hold on, because you were hinting at this earlier, and I, I forgot to ask this question. Let's say all things considered. State's healthy, no, mm-hmm. no, you know, no big news is that way. If we only win seven games and we're perfectly healthy, what are your thoughts on like Dave's security? You know, the the department's well, view of him. Well, I don't think Dave Dorn should be on uh, on a hot seat at all. Like, I don't think this whatever happens this season should be an, uh, an indictment on if he should be fired or not personally. But I do think people should be pissed off. Yeah, right. Like, I, I think. You know, you see that all the time. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of someone. That, it was hard to, it's hard to say Clemson because they win every year. But, you know, you see programs who don't exceed expectations or don't reach expectations or have a bottom-out year. But most coaches that are on stable floors, they can have a year like that. Like, this isn't – it's just that, – and that's the thing that always cracks me up when I talk about, like, Wake or Duke because, you know, those teams can have multiple years like that. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Dave, I mean, he just won seven conference games. Two year, two previous years, he won nine games each. 
And now, you know, he could he be fired again? Like, but I was like I said, I mean, there's no excuse for this team healthy to go seven and five. Right. No excuse. No excuse. So if something, someone will be gone. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's a OCDC whatever. You, you understand right. what I'm saying? Like, right. That that's just there's no excuse for that. So at some point, if you go back to uh, going back to Clemson, right, and you say, yeah, Clemson always wins, but at some point. In the early 2000s, Tommy Bowden went eight and four, eight and four, nine and four, and seven and six. And then he got fired. Right? He was winning eight and nine games every year. At some point, they said, "Hey, that's not good enough. We need to raise our expectations. We need mm-hmm. to. We want to win bigger." Right? I mean, and honestly, they didn't win. They hadn't won double digit games since 1990. Before that, you know, before Dabo did it in 2011. Mm-hmm. So they were they were in a 20 year stretch of being. Mediocre, right? Being NC State. At what point did they decide, hey, Tommy Bowden's not going to get us over that hump, right? He's He's been fine. He's been good. He's won eight games every year. He's won eight and nine games, right? Is State going to get to the point where that's that's the next question? Like, all right, Dave's done it every year. Eight wins, nine wins, right? It's what he's basically done for the last five years. At, at some point, to me, like, and this is where I'm adjusting my expectations. This is his best team. I want to see can he get past the, over the hump. What you just said a second ago is, hey, I expect them to have a stupid game. They're going to lose, right? Mm-hmm. With Dave's yep. best team, Dave's best staff, I don't expect them to have one of those games. My expectations are them to actually win those games now. But, That's but, what I want but, to see as a fan. Is that unreasonable? Expect, no, but you expect them to pull off a win of the opposite counter of the opposite of that, right? Like what? you also want to see them beat a Clemson. You, so, you like, have to go nine and three is, in that scenario if you don't, right? Like it, it's if there's none of the dumb losses, you're nine and three, right? Okay, yeah, nine and three, right? And that's yeah. And is that good enough, right? Because then you're going to yeah. start saying, well, we yeah, we beat the team that we you, should. Yeah, beat. Then the argument would be, well, we didn't beat anybody. Yeah, and so you're then people are pissed off about not beat. And so that's where I, for me, it's hard to say. Ultimately, what it sounds like a lot of people want is. You to win every single game we think we should win, and beat a team we shouldn't beat. And it's like, okay, yeah, that could happen. It's just hard for me to expect that to happen. That's a lot to ask, even of Dave Dorn's sure. best team. You know, at NC State, which currently, you know, we may not all agree with it. I don't think we're ranked, right? No, yeah, <laughs> we're still talking about a team that ultimately isn't even ranked. So. And again, I think we all think states better than what outsiders believe they are. But maybe the answer is kind of in the middle of that, and states a little better than than what they think, and maybe a little less as strong as what we think. Um, I, I think the the Tommy Bowden comparison to me, the difference I think with Tommy Bowden is I don't even really think he ever had a bad year. Like I think it was just consistently. Good. Yeah, he never went below seven wins. He had two seven-win seasons. Right, and even if you look at an ACC record, I mean, four and four was his floor. Right. And so I think it coincided, if, and you you may know, um, wasn't that right around the time that Wake somehow found a way to win an ACC title, which <laughs> I'm sure would piss off somebody that's, that's actually winning? <laughs> um, maybe Florida State had got back on track at that point. Is that right? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to check. <laughs> and I think some of that probably – put a little more pressure on Bowden is like if you see Wake all of a sudden win a title and you haven't, I just think for us right now, that Wake shit's not happening anymore. Like you're not seeing 
Wake Forest or Duke win the ACC anytime soon. I mean, so it's tough for me because, like, um, I think that you probably could have seen State win a game like that. The question I want to ask both of you two is, and we talked about this, I think, on one of our recent podcasts, where does Dave rank among ACC or NC State head coaches for you? I mean, uh, he's probably we we did this earlier in the year, and mm-hmm. I think he's probably the best we've had outside of Skip Holtz for those two years that he was here. I think Dave has done a phenomenal job, especially given what he inherited the absolute mm-hmm. dumpster fire that Tom O'Brien left. I think he has done a really good job building the program and like we said earlier, elevating that floor so that your expectations are hey, eight wins is, is a, you know, should be pretty normal around here. Right. I don't think that's too much to ask given your environment. Yeah. I would say I, yeah. it's not often that someone's at a place for nine years and he'll probably be here longer than that. And they're not the best coach, right? Because you're keeping them around for a reason. I think Dave, Dave's, Dave has believers. Like, I mean, we want Dave to win. I think the way that Dave could maybe just get over the hump and people, like, even casual fans would, like, give him a break is if that the Dave, Dave's personality that you see behind the scenes and, like, the videos that they do for, for pack football, if he would just do that more often publicly, I think people would just be like, this guy's the best coach we've ever had. Why would we want to get rid of him? Because he's so... He's like overly stale at times, you know. Even like he was doing that press conference, I think it was yesterday, two days ago. He's got his glasses on. He's reading his hey, statement. He's like so monotone. And he goes, "You guys can tell I'm pretty excited or whatever." And he's not joking. He's like, "I'm pretty amped up about this." And I'm like, "Why don't you act amped up, man? Like, give us a little, give me a little something, man." I I know he's, I know behind the scenes he he seems like such a, a more exciting personality. But if you don't talk about fishing with him in the media. He's like, yep, glad you guys are here. <laughs> you know. Well, well, it's funny because I'm a believer that if he has that breakthrough year, you guys are hope. Well, I don't want to say you guys. I, obviously, I want a ten win season. Also, if he has that that season, he, I think he's going to have the opportunity to bounce. Yes, and Nebraska. Um, so, <clears throat> what's that? Nebraska. Yeah, I, I somewhere. I think Nebraska. I mean, called, you know, his name because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, there's some. <laughs> thought around that that's what they could be waiting on is a right. big, big year because you're, you're right. I mean, you've been at a place nine years. Um, people are getting antsy, you, you know, like, like Evan was saying, I mean, it, you know, there, there are higher expectations now to where you could be in a Tommy Ballon situation in a year or two. And so if you can capitalize on it and win big, the funny part of that would be now NC state fans would love him even more and want him to stay. And it could possibly be, I'm gone because, you win ten games this year, yeah. after what he's done the last three, four years, he's going to have opportunities to leave. Definitely, no doubt about it. Yeah, I was listening to the Yahoo Sports pod the other day, and they were talking about Scott Frost obviously going to get cans at some point this year. And <laughs> Pete Thamel said, "You know who'd be a good replacement for him? Mark Stoops." And I'm thinking, Mark Stoops? Like, I'd rather have Dave than Mark Stoops. You know, like Dave was like the perfect fit for that job. Which, to me, it's why I think if he has a good year, he's going to get on a lot of people's radar. It's going to be Nebraska or Purdue or Penn State if 
Franklin goes to USC or something like that. What's you know? What's the local geography like out there? Because Dave says this every preseason. He's like. In North Carolina, I'm a couple hours from the mountains and a couple hours from the coast, and I can fish right. everywhere in between. And you know, I think he, I think if he has a 10 win season, he's going to be very picky. And I personally don't think Nebraska is a good job anymore. I think it's a bad recruiting location, unrealistic expectations, and it's just a lot of work. I think to make Nebraska work. I mean, I've been telling Evan, I was like, he, it, they wouldn't come for him, but like Wisconsin is a more likely scenario. Or like if yeah. if if James Franklin went to USC, which is something that's always speculated about, Penn State, I think, would be brilliant to go reach out to Dave. I think he'd do great up there. Like that. Well, the question is, is he sexy enough? That's well. That, that's the thing. Is like, do they? I mean, I, nobody talks about him because he doesn't have that. It's that personality thing. That personality that Mac Brown, Golly G, the Roy Williams. You know, just gets everybody loves that personality, even though it's fake as hell, right? That's he doesn't engage with them in that manner, and I think that's why he doesn't get any attention. I played a clip on this from uh, Bruce Feldman's podcast the other day, where they were talking about NC State, and like, yeah, they're they're okay, they've been good, you know, they're just vanilla, and that's how people think of it. I I talked to a USF podcaster last night, and I asked him. What do you guys think of when you think of NC State? And I think, and he said, yeah, I think they, I think of a good program. You know, they're always pretty good. They haven't gotten over the hump. You know, and he said, there's been a, and he started rattling off players. He's like, yeah, you guys have actually had a lot of really good players. And that's it. You know, that's, that's, that's how people perceive us. But if Dave was out there selling the program a little bit harder or differently, I think that perception changes. Again, winning changes the perception ultimately. Right. But if you are trying to get that attention, you're trying to be sexy enough. You need to do both, right? You're trying to market well, your program, market yourself. And I don't but, think that's the area that, the, for, frankly, the university as a whole is sucked at for a long time. And you know, Dave's no different at it. I don't think Dave's very good at putting the the program in the spotlight. In that, well, in that I, I, I think the problem with that, from his perspective, is it puts the spotlight on you even more. Yeah, sure. You certainly. know, and, and and the reason I say that is let's look no further than Chuck Amato. Right. If Chuck Amato had had a Tom O'Brien or Dave Dorn personality, he probably would have been a coach a lot longer than NC State. But it got to a point where people got tired of talking about shoes and got tired of talking about sunglasses. That's that stuff's cool as shit when you're winning. But like when you lose, right? Like am I am, am I wrong? No, you're you? right. When, you're right. When you lose, yeah, man, great shoes, Chuck. And then you lose, and people literally want to talk about his shoes all the time I, and why he's talking about it. I can't remember. So, was it a real quote? Do you guys remember the Hokies have talons quote? Like, this was a big <laughs> joke. I, I don't remember yeah. if it was made up in front of him or not. But, like, that's the thing. You're right. He he wasn't being taken seriously. Right. And, and I think that was because he was trying to market and push himself in the pro- – and and I think what Evan's saying is true. I, I'm not trying to say that. I think there's got to be a middle ground to that, right? Like, right. you can't be Certainly. freaking going crazy and riding in on a motorcycle and <laughs> at, at press conferences. Hold on. You know and, Dave would do that, though. Dave's a motorcycle yeah, yeah. guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> he probably would. But, like, I, I think that's where for coaches sometimes they want to kind of operate in, in the background. You know, it's funny right. because probably two of the most successful coaches – of our era, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick do do exactly that. 
You know, I mean, I think Nick Nick Saban looks borderline awkward being interviewed on camera, and right, he's yeah. just kind of like he's about to fall off the screen or something. Um, <laughs> but somehow he's winning, and and uh, Belichick, you know, complete. But I, I do agree with Evan. I think for the for state, we need to find something we can capitalize on. And is it a big season? Is it just a dynamic player? You look at Louisville. People won't even remember that, that did they win anything with Lamar Jackson? Like, yeah. But they had Lamar Jackson, right? And that gave them a little bit of a cushion. But what did it do to Bobby Petrino? Yeah. It put a bigger spotlight on his ass. Yeah. And, you know, he, 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 as much as he, it's still crazy to me, as much as he had won, he was going with that one bad year. And there was other stuff going on, I'm sure, right? But he didn't have a leash. And so I think sometimes coaches are, are, kind of leery of putting themselves out there like that just because it, it, it puts even more pressure on you at certain places to win. Like, you know, um, I was talking to a buddy the other day about that his son plays at Wake, and he was telling me that um, there's some tension there between Wake and Duke, but no one, like the, the coaching staff, okay. no one cares because, you know, David Cutcliffe's golly gee and, you know, right. Mr. Mr friendship with the media no one really notices that other side of him so i think i just think it's interesting um on that one of the things yeah actually thinking about it the 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 first thing that uh, a guy said from usf last night was chuck amato in sunglasses that was what he remembered yeah Yeah, i was gonna correct you (laughs) yeah that was the first thing he said Uh, right let me ask you this of the teams on our schedule this year, who do you think are better than who are? Yeah, say just say better, better talent, whatever. However, you want to judge it than state. Clemson, is that it? To, to me, yeah. Um, now, I think North Carolina has a lot of really good talent. I, I think they are. It's going to be interesting because I think this is Howe's last year, but I think the rest of their roster might be a year away. If that makes sense. Um, I think they've got some really good young talent in their program that if they're coached and developed the right way, they're going to have a chance to be really good the next couple of years, but it's going to probably be with a new quarterback coming into the, into the mix. So um, I think Miami obviously has talent, right? Like, yeah. And it's kind of hard. How are we judging this? Because I think if you just look at it strictly recruiting rankings, you'd probably say states, there's probably three or four teams. Right. But I just don't view it that way. Like, I think when you look at NC State having, you know, I mean, all ACC running back, maybe the best offensive lineman in the ACC, you know, a receiver coming back like a Mezzi, two all ACC potential linebackers. You know, you add Corey Durden, you've got Tan. I mean, like, like a, a potential of- all American linebacker, too. Right. right. I mean, I think he's the best defensive player in the conference. And so you've got all of that. That's talent, but maybe all of it wasn't what Miami might have one through 85. But right. I think kind of what you're asking me, though, is if I had to pick one team or who, which team had the best time, I would just say Clemson. I think State's as, as talented as North Carolina and Miami. It's just a question of, for me, can you win one of those games and just do everything else? Like the, maybe the bigger problem I have is the everything else part because I just feel like you're going to have a Saturday where things may not be going your way. And, you know, you saw that you saw that in 2017, Boston College. That game stands out to me. State just was all flat that game. Mm-hmm. Up at Boston College, 
And luckily, Naheem broke a 50-yard touchdown run the last five minutes to win the game for him. Well, see, yeah, that's where I think this team has got the advantage over the 2018 team is mm -hmm. where they have so many pieces that even if they come out flat, there's an opportunity that – Somebody is ready to play. There is a Naheem Hines out there that's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done, right? Somebody out there on this team is good enough. And that's why I think that's why I think that's where our expectations differ, right? You're thinking – you're expecting them to have an NC State type game like that where they just come out flat and you know lose well, one of those games. Even if you lose those three games to Clemson, Carolina, and Miami – Right then, you're you're expecting us to have one of those types of games against the rest, uh, against somebody else. And where I'm thinking this team's good enough that we shouldn't have those games. I, I want to if Davis for real elevating this program, then at some point you got to stop having those games. Right, you got to stop, you know, coming out flat in games you shouldn't, or stop playing down to people, and just start you know, killing people, right? Just blow the doors off. Don't let them in the game. Don't keep in that game. And I think at well, some point, that's where, I, that's what I want to see. If if I'm really going to believe, you know, long-term that Dave's able to get past this Tommy Bowden plateau, that it's going to be a year like this where you have all the pieces and then it push, you're able to, you know, not have one of those games, right? That's what I want to see. That's and maybe that's uh, re, uh, being unrealistic because of mm -hmm. history. But I'm trying to separate those years from this year because I think this is a a different team, a different staff, all that stuff, right? Well, well, I just think it happens for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, like I think if you look at let, let's take Clemson for instance, 2016, NC State goes down there and nearly beats them. You missed the the bandboard, right? Um, that was – I see Will there just shaking his head. Yeah. Um, but then they also lose a home game to Pittsburgh, right? Um, go on, and I think they might have won a national championship that year. I can't remember, but I know they made the – but whatever. Twenty The following year, they go and lose at Syracuse, a bad at Syracuse team. 2018, they lose they, – they play Syracuse, beat them by three at home. Right, like that, they have they've had a game or two like that every single year where, you know, maybe they win, maybe they don't, but they just weren't playing well that that, that night, right? right? Like, and that's kind of what I'm saying is, I just think, and that's a team that, like I said, they were winning 12, 13, 14 games every year. I just think that if you're NC State, it, it, I mean, I think that game for them last year might have been Boston College. You guys remember that? Yeah, mm -hmm. game. You know, they won that game. Um, Trevor, the Trevor Lawrence-UNC game, right? That was another yeah, one. Yeah. Right? yeah, that was the two years ago. They beat Carolina by one. Last year, they beat BC 34-28. I think they fell behind by 17 in that game at home. Right. And, they, you know, they came back and won. But, like, I just feel that even they've had a game or two like that every single year where they've just been off. Right. And I, I just – I don't know if State can win – Every you know that game, if it's an at Wake or an at Boston College, who not only we were just talking about teams that were, I mean Syracuse and North Carolina weren't really good teams those years, you know. So 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 the uh, so the it should be pointed out that I think in three of those games they either lost their quarterback or had a quarterback injury, right? So that that's that's critical. 
I did, I just want to add this. I, my buddy is a UNC fan. I was like, why are you guys so much better this year? What do you, what do you think is the difference compared? You know, I was like, you were seven and eight wins. What's mm-hmm. the difference? And he was like, well, I feel like we've accumulated a lot of talent. And Mac Brown has said in the past something like, you have to get as much talent as possible because there's always going to be two or three games where you come out flat. And the only thing that wins is the fact that you just had some better guys and that it breaks in the end. And I think exactly. the question for state this year, right, is do we, despite recruiting rankings, have a much more talented roster? I know everyone's going to be deep. Everyone's got super seniors. But is our depth more talent, right, than just seniority returning, if that makes any sense? And I, I, get, I think it is. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I think it is, and I think that's a great point. I think that that's kind of why I feel I am optimistic when I say this team can win. Like I said, I think in our write-up, I picked them to go nine and three this year. So I'm not, I'm not too far off from you guys. I feel like I'm just the, I'm kind of the bottom drag, the the bottom run guy here with NC State. I'm, man, I'm picking them to win nine games. Wow. Well, you know, a lot of guys on your staff. How dare I? A lot of guys on the on your site. I think in that column picked eight and four, and some. I think Bryant said seven and five, and I was like, I, well, that's what triggered me last night when Bryant. I was going at you. <laughs> Bryant had them four and eight last year, or four and seven last year. I just want to say that for Bryant. So he generally will be picking the low, the low number. But he bets the yeah, under. I, I think, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I, I just feel that that the talent can overcome that. But it's not even just the talent or having an off night. The other point I want to talk about is like you get a, su- a super performance from your opposition, right? Like you guys remember Russell's year. Um, man, I thought State was going to win the Atlantic that year. They go to Maryland that that, that season finale, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. Torrey Smith like five touchdown catches. Yeah, you know, and last year the De'Aaron King game. Well, you know, we you haven't done that twenty something years. A quarterback hasn't had a was a four hundred one hundred game in twenty five years. I think it was, right. and he just randomly chooses that Saturday night to do it, and so that can happen to you as well, where it's just like, it, it, you know, it's, it's it's just not our night. I mean, I still say, you know, I get asked a lot, what's my most memorable NC State moment or game? My first game as a student was at home in 98 against Florida State. And were they seven interceptions that game? Yeah. By Chris Winky. Winky. I mean, like. Yeah, Winky through five, I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's just that yeah. would never happen again, ever. Yeah. And State found a way to win that game because Chris Winky threw seven interceptions or your defense recorded whatever it was. Seven turnovers, five interceptions. Yeah, yeah, and State was a a 20-point underdog that game and found a way to win 24-7 on just some random shit that happened. And that's kind of what I'm saying is it's just – it's hard for me to just be ticked off if they don't win 10-2 because they lose one or two games that are just some kind of random thing that I just don't feel like they probably aren't losing in in typical scenarios. So let me ask. All right. So uh, what? Uh, the only thing I wanted to get out of this uh, mm-hmm. this podcast was the f- I wanted to get you to the point where you wouldn't be thrilled if they go eight and four. I think now thrilled. we got we, we've I'm got you thrilled. down to yeah. We want you. We got you back to nine and three. Right. I, I don't want yeah. you thrilled at eight and four because I want everybody to raise their expectations because I want state to be better in the future. Right. I, I like. I want to get more out of this program. I think going the right direction. And I like it, but I want, like anybody else, like I want to be, I want to compete for the Atlantic Division, like unquestionably, right? Have a real chance. And that's where I'm trying to go. And I think that's, 
I, I think it's okay if people raise their expectations around that and, and move to the next level, right? And, and have that optimism because, hey, all the things align. The last question I want to ask you, if they go eight and four, what part of this program do you think let them down? Offense, defense, coaching, special teams. I'm going to say if they go eight and four, it's going to be because of injuries. Personally, I think that because I, I, I'm kind of with you guys. I think this team is talented to where if they're healthy, and I don't mean like you lose one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I'm not yeah. going to be sitting here talking to you guys in the year and be like, "Well, damn it, they lost." You know. Drake Thomas for four games, so they 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 only won eight. No, if the DBs get like, like nuked like they have the last like two yeah, years, right? yeah, I mean, right, you're playing. I mean, and you could have made that argument a lot about last year, for instance. I mean, if you go back and look, that's why I think last year it just it, it's crazy to me how I feel like last year gets kind of swept under the rug relative to NC State in terms of what they accomplished. Mind boggling to me that Dave Dornan won ACC Coach of the Year last year. Well, you know, Notre Dame seven ACC games. Yeah, he won seven <laughs> ACC games with. You know, Tanner Ingle out most of the, you know, four or five games. You had Devin Leary. I mean, just a cra- – and you already were not – you were told all year you were not good. Right. Right? Like, that's the key thing. It's not even like they were picked to finish where they were. So, I, I just think that it, it for me, if they only go seven and five or eight and four, it's going to be because of injuries. I think they're too and – I, and, I, and I believe Devin Leary is going to have a big year. I, I think it's – that's the only thing that would be holding them back. So – I wouldn't really look at a side of the ball, though I would say, I mean, I guess that if I had to say they were healthy and that happened, I think it would be because of Leary not taking the step we think he might, right? Okay. Like, because we've only seen, what, four games last year? And I know for, for some of the guys on our staff, that's one of the reservations has been, are we sure Leary is what we might think he is? Yeah. And I think He's... that if he only goes eight, if you only go eight and four, that's probably going to be the drawback is maybe he didn't develop to the level you thought he might. And we see that sometimes in the league where a quarterback just doesn't take the next step. You know, I mean, what was it, two years ago, the kid from Virginia, everybody was picking him to win all AC, to be all ACC, Bryce Perkins. Oh, Bryce Perkins. And, and he just kind of came back and was the same guy, right? Like, you know, didn't take another step up. And I think that would be the whole back. Because I'm, I'm, I'm probably at this point, crazy to say i'm probably higher on the defense than the offense same yeah i think uh, so for nc state yeah so will i think we did it i think it sounds like a hint of optimism coming from james yeah, henderson I, good. I appreciate that guy you've got you've got me going nine and three now i mean i'm i'm, I'm no longer the low guy he's gonna be like coming it. for us when we uh when we somehow lose to usf tomorrow so <laughs> hey so i, I want to ask you though yeah right i want to ask you though seriously what what both of you picked 10 and 2 yeah. yeah, I picked ten and two. I optimistically picked ten and two with a win over Clemson. I think if we're going to get them, it's going to be this year. Uh, and I know that you know against all odds, obviously. And then you know maybe there's a, a game in there that you don't, um, you know, fifty fifty Miami, fifty fifty mm-hmm. Carolina. You know what it came down to is this. It comes down to like five games this year. It's Mississippi State, Carolina, Miami, at BC, at Wake. Right? If they, if if they win the majority of those games, that's going to dictate it. And that's how I, I think State is probably better than three or four of those teams. I, I agree. 
And so who did you have losing? Who do you have them losing to? Both of you. Who do you get, both? You well, I I hedged and said I don't know where the losses are coming from, but I know there's going to be two. Okay. Like I could see a season where you beat Miami and, and North Carolina, and then lose to Clemson and Florida State right. or you know Boston College, since everyone thinks they're just so great. Um, that that's how I kind of looked at it. It's like you could pick it. It's like if you beat Clemson, well, then I feel like you're gonna maybe lose. Uh, you know, you're going to take your eye off the ball or something. I don't know. It, it's hard to tell where it could come come from. Right. Yeah, about the same. I, I think we're better than everybody on our schedule, just top to bottom, other than Clemson, probably on par with Carolina and Miami. And so I think those games are re- relatively toss-ups. We'll see. I'm, I'm not a big believer in De'Aaron King's comeback. Coming back from an ACL for a guy that mm-hmm. relies on his legs to move in the pocket. He's not a, yeah. a standstill. It's going to be – and he's going to get the hell beat out of him this week. So I'm not high on on them. I think Carolina lost too much offensively that they're they're going to take a step back. I, I believe their offensive coordinator is really good and, and they'll – you know, Sam Howell's going to hit some deep balls and they got, they got some speed, that kind of thing. But I just don't think they have enough um, experience pieces for – them for anybody to be confident that they are clearly better than than NC State is, and so that's that's kind of how I took it through the schedule. I think like I think we're better than a lot of these teams, and I believe this is Dave's best staff. And now they had a, a full year to do the things they want to do. That this should get us past that you know that expectation of having that what the hell loss right. That's that's where I'm at. I think you have a really yeah. good feel too for this. The the conference in general, basically after this week, right? Like if if right. VT, I think VT is going to beat UNC, for example. Like I thought, v, I thought UNC's one weakness was on the road last year. They haven't played in front of any crowd noise, really. They've always been a little suspect with Howell on road games. So I think Lane Stadium is going to be crazy. Also, Fuente, he's terrible throughout the whole season, but he's awesome on opening games usually. So. I think that could really set the tone for the season. Um, Notre Dame and Florida State will kind of confirm for us if Florida State is in trouble or not. Um, Clemson, UGA, you know, like you'll, you'll get a good feel right away early this season. And um, and Miami versus Alabama, right? I mean, I, no one thinks Miami's going to win, but if they play more competitively against Alabama, like that Coastal sure looks different than I think. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, to me, the tough part is my game-to-game breakdown for NC State doesn't match up with what I think the record would be. Yeah. Like, I, like I wouldn't pick them to lose any game outside of Clemson, probably. But I don't think right. they're going 11-1. and one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and right. that's kind of what you guys are saying. It's hard to really find a game that you think they're going to lose, whether it's one or so. I know Evan said he thought they were going to beat Clemson, so it's, it still would be fi- hard to find the two games you think they're going to lose. Right, because I think head up, I'm picking them to win at Boston College. I'm picking them to win at Wake Forest right now, um, and so, man, I don't know. You guys are probably right. I think this should be a nine and three, ten and two team. It should love be. it. We made it. It should be. It should be. We've done it. We've done it. Okay. All right, folks, we have raised James Henderson's <laughs> expectations. Oh man, <laughs> we have successfully got him past that. He will no longer be thrilled at eight and four, and that's all we were trying oh. to do. James, as always, appreciate you coming on here, taking the time during the day. I know you're probably got a tea time here in a minute. Oh yeah, I do, man. Where are you joining me? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to play again. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, this guy's like, don't even talk about my tea time. 
Did you tell them the story, Evan, of this of when we went and played of what you did to us on uh, eighteen? No, all he said is that real. you tried to throw him oh. off um, talking about Bailey Hockman on the first tee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. He, that was his guy. first thing James said to me. He was like, "Yeah, we really made a mistake letting Bailey Hockman go." I was like, "You trying to get in my head?" Yeah, <laughs> it worked. It worked. That luckily, that handicap zero bailed him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I beat. I played James, my other buddy Wheeler, and uh, I, so we got, we had we got done with our match. And I said, "Hey, I'll play you guys in this whole ten cup style with my seven iron." And, and I, I, I I parted with my seven iron. It's a pretty tough hole. Like, I hit one of the best shots of my life for about one hundred twenty like over the out, water. Like four ten, a four ten par four. Yeah, par it with a seven iron. That mother. <laughs> Did you wait? Did you putt with the seven iron too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everything. I, I knocked it about seven feet and knocked it in with my seven iron. Yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only other story I like better than that one, Will, is like the first time I played with Evan. He played the last four holes in Crocs, <laughs> and he might have shot like a what a 73, 74. Like I mean, that. don't yeah. don't don't play with him. I, don't, <laughs> I I definitely can't take him out with my money group. Those guys kill me. <laughs> we're we're gonna get the. Red White Pod IPS golf tournament going, James. I promise. Oh man, you got to give us like twenty five strokes, <laughs> but we'll do it for sure. We got to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, James. As always, I appreciate it, man. We'll go back to work. All right, man. Y- y'all have a good day. All right, now. I was raised by the waves.